Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Good evening guys and welcome to Happy Single Moms. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we have Dr. Emeka Okorocha. He is a TV personality and a medical doctor, A&E locum in London. Now I firstly came across your page, um, I think when you were talking about the vaccine and that is what we're going to be talking about today, whether to vaccine or not to vaccine, because as soon as you put vaccine on YouTube, so much information comes out, you don't know what's the truth or what's a lie, hence why I thought that it would be beneficial for the women on my platform to actually hear from a medical doctor. So please tell the audience about yourself. Oh, thank you for that uh, introduction, Khalifa. Yeah, my, like you mentioned, I'm a medical doctor working in London. I've, my main forte is emergency medicine, a &E. However, I've worked on the COVID wards due to the fact that a lot of us have been redeployed just for numbers. And I've also worked a lot in media. I've worked and with a number of different campaigns for healthy living and TikTok and obviously for the vaccine and, you know, educating people on coronavirus and PPE and keeping healthy, keeping safe and fitness and fashion, a number of different things. And yes, like you said, I think uh, with the vaccine, there's a lot of skepticism in uh, the black and Asian minority ethnic communities. And obviously there's a lot going on with questions and women and pregnant women and women who are breastfeeding on what vaccine they should take and if they should take the vaccine. And I've been able to give information to the very best of my ability. Okay. I know that certain different circumstances are different for different women who have previous medical issues and previous gynecological issues with pregnancies and whatnot. And so there are a number of different questions. And for those women, I do advise obviously seeking um, advice from your personal doctor who has your personal records. But in terms of general advice based on the research and what I've seen and anecdotally, and then what I've read personally, I can give advice based on that. So I'm here and I'm happy to help where I can. Awesome. So doctor, could you please tell us um, what vaccines are currently available? So um, here we in the UK, obviously I'm guessing you're asking, we have the first Pfizer vaccine, which came out, which is the mRNA based vaccine. And then we have the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine which is now being shipped out. That's limited and available only in a number of certain places. The Pfizer one is more readily available, which they're given in centers and GPs now across the country. And that's one most people have had. So far, the results seem quite good. A number of people have had the first dose. Originally, the second dose was supposed to be after 21 days recommended. However, when they've gone through the science of the amount of immunity which could be provided with one dose, they thought it was better um, scheme to get most people at least one dose first and then delay the second dose after 12 weeks. And that's the same with the Oxford AstraZeneca. So that's what's happening at the moment in the UK. Okay. So um, you've had the vaccine yourself. I, I think I saw it on, um, on your page and when you were on BBC, you're also yeah. talking about the vaccine. How are you feeling now after you've had the vaccine? 
honestly, I feel fine. I felt completely fine. I felt quite fine before the vaccine. So <laughs> it wasn't a cure for me. I felt quite fine after the vaccine. Also, everyone in my family's had it now. Me, yeah, my sister's a doctor. She's had it. My brother, the healthcare worker and a med student, he's had it. My dad is a surgeon. He's had it. And we got it from my mom, who's obviously at high risk, being a black lady in her 60s. So she's now had her first dose as well. So my dad's actually had both his doses. And my brother and I get our second dose in a week and a half time. Okay. And then my sister a week after that. So, yeah. And we've all been completely fine. It hasn't really changed anything. I feel like none of us actually even had COVID. So that's why we were quite worried because if we did to contract COVID, we didn't know how it would affect us. Many people who have had it already have natural immunity from uh, when they got it the first time, the antibodies they produced then. We obviously don't know how long those antibodies last because people have had COVID twice now and have been hospitalized. So we're guessing due to the how long the disease has been out and the different strains, probably up to six months to a year, the antibodies seem to last. And which suggests that the vaccine may be a yearly thing that we have to do um, in England until we see the eradication of the disease. But we'll, I guess time will tell with that one. Mm. But yeah, I felt completely fine. I mean, I had a little bit of an ache in my arm for like a little bit, but yeah. that kind of went away. Yeah, I didn't really feel, some people have reported to feel quite feverish symptoms after they've had it. Um, like but just general fever symptoms. So feeling a little bit tired, having a bit of body ache, oh, having a mild yes. fever. But these people have just taken paracetamol and normally just gone back to their daily activities. So that's just a sign that your body's actually recognized and so produced the antibodies. So if anything, that's a, actually probably a positive thing. That's why I've advised people who have come to me and said, I had the vaccine today and I feel like this, this, this. And I've just been like, if, if in doubt, do see a medical professional, but what with vaccines and with most medications you're given, normally if there's an anaphylactic or an intense reaction, this will happen in the first 15 to 20 minutes once your body recognizes it. Hence why after the vaccine, you sit in the hospital or in the GP for another 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, because I, I, I did see a woman that fainted. I think she was an American lady and she fainted when, um, a couple, I think maybe 10, 15 minutes after she took the vaccine. Yeah. So that, yeah. That was worrying for a lot of people. But if, if you go and do the research, so this woman had a chronic history of fainting from injections oh, previously. Wow. Yeah, she has, an, uh, she actually has a bit of psychological condition. When she sees needles and experiences pain, she sometimes faints. And so okay. this wasn't okay. new for her. And they don't think it was vaccine related. And obviously she recovered. And oh, it was, didn't disclose it was that bit at all. Yeah, of course. It was completely taken out of context. And people thought, oh, she had the vaccine, she's collapsed. But really, knowing this, I feel it was slightly irresponsible of her knowing that they could take this out of context, knowing that she's prone to fainting yeah. from previous injections she's had. This could have been disclosed. I mean, she did disclose it afterwards, but this could have been disclosed before because obviously that information was taken completely out of context and people don't really know the background on why she fainted and people blamed the vaccine and said aha we knew it it's a bad vaccine and this but nah, that wasn't the case so because i i did read somewhere that people that have allergies um were advised not to um take the vaccine so is that still correct yes it's still correct but it's not just allergies it's more anaphylaxis allergies okay. so basically number a number of people have different allergies and you come up with a rash do antibiotics or whatnot or certain medications that you have an intolerance to or don't want to take but then anaphylactic allergy is um quite a serious 
um, emergency condition where your body basically goes into a form of shock when it's exposed to a drug or an um, antigen. And that's when we advise if you do have that to eggs or fish or any kind of, um, any kind of medication that you speak to your doctor and we advise you not to take it if you don't feel you have to, only because the products in the vaccines, both of them have been looked at are safe, but you never know how well your body will react to anything. And if you're prone to getting one anaphylactic reaction, you're more at risk to getting another one. Yeah, I've had the flu jab before and I I was sick afterwards. I think I was sick for like maybe like two weeks or so. And I had the flu mm. jab. I don't, can't remember whether it was before I was pregnant or after I was pregnant. I don't know, but I just, I had it. And I just, I think, yeah, the react, my body just was reacting to it. It was, it was quite, quite bad actually. Um, I wanted to find out what are some of the hoaxes that you have um, seen and you've heard. I know I, I personally, like I said earlier, I've seen like it could cause infertility. I think I've, I've heard that they're trying to get rid of black people. You know, I have seen some scary stuff that for me personally would deter me <laughs> from actually wanting to take it. So what are some of the things as a medical doctor that you've seen people say or you've seen online yourself just like you said a number of things a lot of people think it causes infertility obviously there's no medical or clinical evidence for this at all because nobody who's taking it has experienced problems which you can relate to a vaccine and say this causes infertility and the thing is the vaccine has a similar structure to other respiratory vaccines such as the flu already we know the flu doesn't cause infertility so why would there's no clinical evidence to suggest that this would i feel like it was because somebody published something saying that the spike proteins were very that were produced were very similar to something called and syncytin one which is a different protein used in to stabilize the placenta in pregnancy and people said oh it's the same thing and coronavirus will make your placenta less stable and so you're not going to be able to bear children Mm. There was no proof to this at all, and it got taken out of context. People are saying there's a government tracker device inside of it. The government's not trying to track you by your TV and your phone and all the devices that people freely use, but instead putting in the vaccine to track you from your home to your job. And most people are working from home anyway, so I don't, don't know where you're being tracked to. And then other stuff like, oh... They're giving black people a different vaccine than the one they're giving white people. I've seen that one. Which, yeah. which, which isn't true because I've, I've actually gone there and seen the vaccines and I've been, my vaccine was in between two white people and we all had the same one lined up. Okay. She literally, she literally just picked one out of the box. They're in vials. She picks one out of the box. And, and when you actually go to a vaccine center, you're only just called basically on who's free. You don't have a designated place or room you're going to go. They have a bunch of people giving the vaccine maybe four to six people giving it at the same time and then it's the next room available they'll call your name and they don't even know you by your name or ethnicity they only know you by an nhs number oh wow i didn't know yeah that. yeah so if you were to put your name khalifa araba you could be um an arab lady you could be a black lady you could be a white lady they wouldn't know oh, they'd literally know, know that i'm a nigerian lady <laughs> no they know they know they know your nhs number if they were to look at all your medical past, they could go into that. But the people giving the vaccine, they're just nurses who just check your name is the correct name, your NHS number is the correct NHS number. 
And after that, they can give you the vaccine and say you've had it. So right. they just ask your date of birth, they ask your name. If it matches up, because a lot of people don't know their NHS number off by heart. So if it matches up, then you get your vaccine, they write it down, give you a ticket, and you go and wait outside, make sure you're fine, then you go home. That is awesome. I actually did not know that. That's that's actually really good yeah. information. I think that will give some people some clarification. I wanted to yeah. ask um, another question. What what do you think the issue is in regards to the, um, black ethnic minorities and um, the medical profession? Why is there such a mistrust there? Do you think? Because I see that's the thing. So obviously, Western medicine, the medical profession, due to history and things that may have gone on, a lot of people have this skepticism and mistrust because most of the medicines and most of the NHS and the Western world in America has been run by Caucasian men. And so pe black people haven't felt represented, represented at the top. So when, it's become, when it comes to trials and investigations and drug administration, black people haven't felt represented. And so it felt almost, a lot of people felt almost like guinea pigs. And then mm. if you look at some of the stuff that's happened basically back in history, we're obviously- The syphilis. Had, um... Yeah. Obviously, you had prominent racism in America and in Britain, and you had slave trade and you had colonialism. And so black people were almost classed as second-class citizens, second-class citizens, especially black women. And so when they were looking at studies and uh, when they were looking at a number of different things they did, a lot of it was unethical and they did use um, black people. And that's kind of carried itself into the present day. But as we know, in the present day, Black people aren't looked at as the way they were before in society. And a number of different ethical measures in place that says you can't actually do this with another human being. So stuff that would have happened 70, 80 years ago cannot happen now. But people obviously still have that mindset that mm. no, they're just doing this, but they're just doing it in a slicker way. So that's where that comes from, I feel. But like, like I said, if I felt there was any sort of issue with the vaccine and black people I, my whole family's nigerian i wouldn't have asked made my elderly mom and dad have it i wouldn't have had it myself my brother and sister wouldn't have had it so i wouldn't urge people to do something that i personally wouldn't do or have my family do because i feel like that's unethical yeah so i said if i could have it and i could make us all have it and we're fine why not you so there is a chance that you can still contract the virus after you take the vaccine even similar with the flu and any vaccine you've had. So, however, the prominence of the virus and what we call the viral load and your, 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 how you contagious you are and your chances of spread are significantly lowered. So your reaction to it, because your body already recognizes it, means you can get it the same way you can get any kind of disease again. However, when you recognize it, that way your body fights it much quicker and has an innate response which will basically make you feel a lot healthier much quicker normally if you're exposed to it and you're exposed to this virus you've never had before you, if your body could take a long time to recover you could be very contagious because that's how viruses work it will want you to cough it will want you to sneeze it will want you to have a high fever because that's how your body will respond all of that has a much limited chance after you've had the vaccine and created your antibodies and that's what we're hoping to do if enough people have the vaccine we're hoping enough people won't spread the disease and we'll see the numbers drop. And that's what seems to be happening now, possibly because a lot of people had it, plus we've been in lockdown. Yeah. Plus seasonally, it's getting a little bit warmer and we know that viruses love the cold. So I think when you add all those together, we're seeing a drop now in any hence Boris's plan 
the PM's plan to get us back out into the real world. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, what advice would you give to any mother listening who is considering taking the vaccine? And also, um, will the vaccine be available to children soon? I don't think the vaccine will be available to children soon. I think the plan is to get the most at risk individuals vaccinated first. And I think the plan is to by autumn have the vaccine available to every adult in the UK. I feel like once every adult in the UK is vaccinated, they'll probably do some more research, look at what they have there and possibly it could be added onto the pediatric vaccination program. But I don't think that's something that will be happening this year because kids obviously are lower at risk of passing from COVID. And so they won't be the main priority. And I think anyone, any woman who's thinking about taking it, I mean, I have nurses and colleagues who are pregnant who have taken it and who are breastfeeding who have taken it and haven't experienced any issues. However, I do feel if you're pregnant and you're worried or you have had previous pregnancy complications or medical issues, I would discuss with your doctor because there are a number of different factors other than the vaccine which may affect your pregnancy okay. and, and how pregnant you are. So I'd discuss with your doctor, your midwife, or your um, gynecologist first, if you have any concerns. But like I said, there's no evidence that this affects pregnancy at all. But the fact that pregnant women and breastfeeding women weren't used in the trials suggests that there's not enough information to say it's completely safe. So people who, so people are taking it at their own risk. If they feel they're living with somebody vulnerable and they really don't want to pass on COVID to them, they're taking that at their own risk. And I've seen women take it so far they haven't had any issues with themselves or their pregnancy but like I said because they weren't used in the trials I can't really comment and say it's completely safe for pregnant women to take. So um, doctor you being on the front line how have you found it then even in regards to the things that you've seen and also your own mental health how have you been coping and what have you seen? I've seen a lot I've seen a lot of a lot of death a lot of patients it's been very, very tough. I've just kind of found my own ways to kind of dissociate my job from when I come home to my everyday life and speak to my family and work out and do stuff and kind of take my health under my wing yeah. To, yeah. to just focus on myself, you know? I've tried to learn new skills, better myself, tried to learn to cook, <laughs> a bunch of different things. So because of that, I've kept myself busy. Work has kept me very, very busy. We've seen a lot this year, but what we've seen, we've seen before mm. when it was at its height last year. So I was well prepared. And yeah, that's it. So that's awesome. COVID, COVID is very, very real for those who don't think it is. Because there are some people out there, unfortunately, despite all the numbers of cases, despite all the numbers of death, who don't believe COVID is really a thing. And it worries me when people think that way. Because if a disease can be so significant to cause the world to go into a pandemic and shut down the whole country and you still believe this is some sort of hoax, I don't know how we're going to reach you. Yeah, I, I just I find it um, I'm a bit perplexed as to the fact that we've come so far in regards to technology. But yeah, because of the, our advancement, so we can get too much misinformation that you can't even weave out what the truth is and what isn't the truth. So um, it is. I guess you have, you have to look at who's telling you this information. If you're hearing it from YouTube bloggers and posts and random memes on the internet, is, is that what you're going to listen to rather than health professionals who themselves have had the vaccine and are giving the vaccine? It, it, for me, it's, 
it's kind of bizarre but I guess everyone is out there to yeah. and has free will to believe what they want to believe but for me it would, if I if I was the public and I wasn't a doctor I'd be listening to the health professionals and, and the scientists because that's their job I wouldn't be listening to the memes and the YouTube videos and the blogs and the conspiracy theorists. In closing, um, mm-hmm. Dr. Emeka, to vaccine yeah. or not to vaccine? To vaccine. Awesome. 100%. And where can people find you on social media if they have any um, other pressing questions? Yeah, any queries, you can find me at um, Instagram at Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R dot Emeka, E-M-E-K-A. Or the same on Twitter, Dr. Underscore Mecca. Or on Facebook, I have a page, a professional page. If you type in Facebook, Dr. Mecca, you'll find me there. And I'm sure you'll be seeing me on TV and on radio and doing a bunch of different things. So hopefully look out for more news. Awesome. Dr. Mecca, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the Happy Single Moms podcast. I know that you've been pressed for time we've tried to do this meeting like so many times but yeah Yeah. it's been magnificent having you on and you've given me so much clarification on what I haven't taken the vaccine yet um but Mm. my mum has and my stepdad has and um they are saying to me that when it does come about I'm still considering but I just wanted some information about it and I wanted to speak to a medical professional hence why I kept on pressing and pressing like do you know what yeah I, I studied law, so I just, I don't like not knowing something. <laughs> so yeah. I just, I like the fact that you kind of broke everything down. So thank you so much. I appreciate your, your time. No problems. Any other questions, you know how to get at me. And Definitely. I'm happy to answer questions for your public. Thank you so much. All right. Breaking your eyes.